0: Considering the subject matter of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, the hosts recommend using discretion when allowing anyone under the age of 17 to listen. This program is specifically designed to be listened to by adults and therefore may be unsuitable for children under the age of 17. This program may contain one or more of the following, crude indecent language, graphically described violence, sensitive subject matter including controversial topics, conspiracies, religion, the occult and death. Listener discretion is advised. On this episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, William Duvall of Alice in Chains shares his ghost story, Rick brings you the banger ruins on Ghost Watch, Stephen shares the top three strange phenomena in India, the hosts discuss a paranormal hotline for calling about your haunting, Indian vampires, rakshasas, the manas, mysterious mountains that defy gravity, and so much more, right now on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk.
1: All right, and welcome to episode 23 of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. We are your hosts, paranormal investigators, as well as authors. I am Hale. That gentleman sitting over there, that
2: is Stephen
1: Lancaster.
2: Hey, Steve, how you doing? I am fantastic. And uh, our friends and, and foes and shadows all out there, um, you probably noticed Rick just said paranormal talk. That's right. That's right. That's right. Rick and I we we've dived into the podcast world and a week into this now completely blown away with the difference between the 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 analytics. You know, we're getting a ton of podcast listeners. So, we've kind of decided, you know what? Let's just focus on the podcast. Rick and I talked about it because we want to be able to to, to deliver you guys more content. And by doing it strictly as a podcast, we can do that. The The video version from beginning to end takes us about three days from filming it yeah. to the production. And it's like, hey, if we can pump out two or three podcasts a week, we'd much rather do that. So here we are. Yeah, I think that that
1: right. And not only that, that also makes it way more convenient to the people who listen to us. Um, I, I, I don't like using the word fans, but for lack of a better term our fans you know it gives them um you know a better chance to listen to us you know when they're in the car when they're doing housework um of course steve is going to put them to sleep at night if they're listening to us
2: so uh, (laughs) i just like the fact i can do the show naked now
1: Oh, oh God, yeah, you guys. Oh, I don't even want to look at this right now. I'm gonna. Go. So for the rest of the time, I'm gonna close my eyes because I just cannot look at Steven's yeah, nakedness. See,
2: Rick and I can see each other, and I'm so grateful I have such a wide-angle lens that way, every everything can fit in in the frame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it, it it needs it. It just makes it look that much
2: smaller. It's like, hey there, buddy. How's it going? You know what? Whatever. It's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's shrinkage yeah. i was at the floor yes i was just about <laughs> to do that i was just about to do costanza but so we got some interesting stuff here now we have recently
1: learned since going to podcasting that a lot of the downloads that we're getting are coming from like an area of the world that we would have never expected you know, we would expect it, of course, here in the United States and Canada and, of course, in the United Kingdom. But we're getting some, uh, you know, love from a part of the world that we never thought before. And, Stephen,
2: that part of the world is... India. India. I didn't realize there were that many drunks in India. Because <laughs> that's about the yeah, only I mean, like, people that would listen to us. Exactly. And, you know, it,
1: it's really weird because it's like... I. I, I told you earlier in the week that we are like the cheap trick of the paranormal right. world. Virtually unknown here in the United States. But, man, we are huge over in Asia, and India yeah.
2: is part of Asia. Yes, it's fantastic, you know. And and it's like it was meant to be because Rick and I discussed, we're like, hey, you know, we are getting all of these listeners from India. Let's focus an episode on the haunts and the mysterious going-ons of, and history of India. And I gotta tell you, man, once I started diving into it, I couldn't stop. It was like, I was getting way too much content for the show. I was like, this is all fantastic stuff. Oh, yeah. There is some
1: dark stuff. Not only in the history of India, which you know a lot of people suspect now is far older than any other culture in the world and they their, their their culture and history goes back not just hundreds or thousands of years but tens of thousands of years and a lot of this history really kind of leaves one thinking that there was something going on in ancient india where they have been they may have been far more advanced than we could ever imagine and that's some of the things that we uncovered
2: in our research yes and that's that's definitely something i'm gonna cover later because i was thinking as i was reading this stuff and i, I started going into the actual geology of that area like there has mm-hmm. got to be an explanation for all this phenomena and i i can't wait right. to discuss it i i know on my plate rick i have got um this amazing story. Well, it's not even a story. It's, we could go visit this. Um, Mm -hmm. they have a handful of what they refer to as magnetic hills, magnetic mountains. Okay. And we're going to talk about this strange phenomena. I have compiled Rick, which I think you're going to enjoy the top. What I feel is the top three strange phenomena of India. Okay. This is shit that really happens. And Sounds then good. for fun, okay, because I I really do want to bash this guy a little bit. Um, okay. we are going to call right here on the show the paranormal helpline that is happening in India. Yes, we are going to call India today on the show and see what this paranormal helpline has to say. I am. Oh,
1: I. You know what. I, I may need to talk to my wife about this because if I got to pay for this, man,
2: this cannot be cheap. <laughs> no, I will be making that phone call. I will be making that okay. phone call. I'll be putting the phone up to my mic on speakerphone, you know. Okay. And then uh, when my wife gets the phone bill, I'll blame one of the grandkids. So, uh, yeah, there you go. With that being said, Rick, what's on your plate for tonight's show?
1: So, okay, so. It, it's it there's so much in India that it's like it's it's almost hard to explain. So on um Ghostwatch tonight today, I'm gonna be talking about Bangar ruins in Rajasthan province or state in India, which is considered to be the most haunted place in all of India. And in fact, there's actually warning signs that are placed around these ancient ruins that's like you know this place is dangerous and it's not just because it's dangerous geologically or it's dangerous because the ruins are falling you know down on people and can hit you in the head or whatever crush it maybe um but the ghosts that have been experienced at bangar ruins are nothing sh- the, the hauntings are nothing short of the extreme right but right so in also online i found. Um, the top 10 places in India that are haunted. And it seems like a lot of these places and a lot of the weird phenomenon happens in Rajasthan Mm -hmm. and a lot of these haunted places. And one of the other things that I'm going to be talking about and that we're going to be talking about are Vamanas. Mm -hmm. Now I know that that may sound like a weird, something weird to people, but Vamanas Um, were considered to be flying palaces. And you can find these things in the Ramayana, uh, the Sanskrit epics, uh, the Vedas, and the Mahabharata that talks about these Vamanas. And there's different kinds of Vamanas, and one of those Vamanas is able to really cause some serious devastation. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that because these Vimanas may have destroyed a town, not just with conventional weapons, but weapons of mass destruction at one time, thousands of years ago.
2: Yes, and you know, I, I hate using this description because it's so commercialized and, and used so often, but the, it's like literally India is Pandora's box of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, right. uh, they've got the alien stories, incredible ones, you know, vampires, witches, you know, and that's something I'm going to touch base on um, re- real quick. I-, I was shocked to learn that in the past decade, Rick, India yeah. has seen the killings of o- almost 2,300 women that were yeah, believed um, to be witches. Yeah, well, also, you know, things
1: like rape and murder of women is, I mean, even if they're not witches, uh, is something that's kind of common in
2: India, and it's really quite sad. It is. It is. So, with that being said, let's take a quick break. What, what do you want to come back to, Rick? I think that we should, I think we need to jump into the Vamanas right away, because the
1: Vamanas, they're fascinating, and they have fascinated me since I was a kid.
2: Okay, well, you guys heard it. Our friends in India, we're doing this show especially for you. We're going to be talking about the Vamadas. or, you know, and do excuse us because, you know, we probably aren't going to pronounce a lot of the things we're going to talk about tonight correctly, but uh, we will do our best. Um, so, with that being said, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're talking about the haunts, and hates, and monsters, and myths of india so you guys stick around
0: this week on shadow initiatives paranormal ant
3: it's william duval of alice in chains
0: william duval of alice in chains shares his personal ghost story
3: are you a
2: fan of shadow initiative paranormal talk leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on amazon music spotify apple music ghana jaya or wherever you enjoy the show
0: We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster.
1: And welcome back to episode number 23 of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. I'm Rick Hale. He is Stephen Lancaster. And today's show, we are dedicating it entirely to our friends in India. We would like to say thank you very much for all of your downloads and all of your listening. So, Stephen. Rick. I think the best thing to get started with is something that is um, enmeshed in the culture of India, and these are the Vamanas, which is kind of a mysterious word here to us in the West, uh, but not so much mysterious to the people of India. It's a huge part of their culture and their history as well.
2: Well, you know, when you first said Vamanas, I I instantly thought of like something I'm going to eat and regret the next day. (laughs) because I love Indian food, man. You know, I love hot, spice. I love it. So I'm thinking, yes, we're actually going to talk about some kind of food, but that's not the case. So, Rick, what is this? Okay,
1: so the word Vamana, or or the concept of Vamana, are found in several different places, which are some of the holiest texts in India. It's found in the Vedas. They're found in the Sanskrit epics. They're found in the Ramayana, and they're found in the Mahabharata. And all of these are some of the most ancient and holiest texts of the Indian and, of the Indian people and their Hindu religion. And there's different kinds of Vamanas. And for the most part, Vamanas are considered to be flying palaces. Mm-hmm. Some are flying palaces. Some are considered cars. Um, some are just, you know, like boats that, you know, fly in the air. And then there's other vimanas that seem to be able to start some serious shit and have been known to completely, to go to war and devastate entire cities and areas of India. So first off, I wanted to start off, we're going to start off in the Ramayana which is one of the most ancient texts and holiest texts to the Indian people and the Hindu religion. Mm-hmm. And in the, Vama, in, in the Ramayana, they talk about the Pushpaka Ram, um, Vamana. And again, if we are mispronouncing these words, we do apologize, um, and we, we hope that you will understand. But, okay, so it describes it as this. This, the Pushpaka Vamana, that resembles the sun, and belongs to my brother was brought by was bought, uh, brought by the powerful ravana that aerial and excellent vamana going everywhere at will that chariot resembling a bright cloud in the sky king rama got in and the excellent chariot at the command of rajira rose up into the higher atmosphere now nah. Well, Steve, what does that sound like to you when you hear those words? What does that
2: make you automatically think of? Well, Rick, I'm not going to say it's aliens. But it's aliens. aliens. (laughs) (laughs) That's immediately what I think of. You know, anytime I hear an ancient story like that, I mean you, you got to think about the, the, the time that this stuff happened, the, the place mm-hmm. in history. You know, people don't know what they know now. So mm-hmm. what could possibly possess somebody to describe something like that unless it was yeah. really happening?
1: Right. And, and you know, and, and that's what a lot of people say because it's like they say they, they, they can go one of two ways with this, that this is either an allegory, which, I mean, let's face it, in a lot of ancient texts – uh, even in the Bible, you find a lot of allegory and a lot of analogy and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. But this is so detailed that it could only possibly be that this is something real, or was something real.
2: Right, I completely agree. It's like we talked about on the last show, or maybe the show before that. I can't remember. I know we've talked about it at one point or another. Is, you know, the, the history with the Aztecs and the Mayans and the Egyptians, you know, all of these cultures describing craft from the sky, right. you know, seeing people go up to the sky, seeing humanoids come down from the sky. This isn't just hearsay. These are in this is in their artwork, their designs, their their ancient texts. You know, it's, a,
1: it's, a, it's an important part of their culture as well.
2: Exactly. So that's no different than, let's say, the Christian Bible, which is kind of saying the same thing. It's just we've, we've, we've humanized it.
1: Elijah's wheel in the sky mm-hmm. is, is, a, is one where people believe that Elijah was not seeing a vision of God, but was rather being visited by um, extraterrestrials. And later on. He Elijah was raptured or taken up into the heavens by a uh, by a fiery chariot. You know. So again, some people believe that that is um, an ancient culture coming into contact with a um, a far more advanced alien technology or alien
2: people. And and you know the big takeaway here, Rick, is the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Yeah. You know what? I I, I
1: I do need to go on record with something, and and I've said this many times. I'm not a huge fan of the ancient alien um, theory. Mm-hmm. Never really have been, and the reason I don't like it is, is because you know guys like Eric Von Daniken and Giorgio Sukalos I think I pron- I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly from Ancient Aliens. They put a lot of emphasis on. You know, we were just sort of like these hel- these helpless apes, you know, 100,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or whatever, just you know, banging out rocks and hanging from trees, and we didn't really do much of anything, but we were just lazy. You know, I think that this that this theory takes away from a lot of um, the ingenuity of human beings. This takes away our power because when we get our when we get our brightest minds and our Strongest hands together as a species we can create some pretty amazing stuff I, I agree I agree but at the same time I do believe that we have been visited yes by aliens yes and with the vimanas here these ancient gods um, Shiva Kali um, they they may have been some people think that they may have been aliens. That came to this world and presented themselves to the Indian
2: people on these vimanas. Well, they say this in Egyptology. They say the same thing about Ra. Right. You know how many times has that story been spinned? You know, look at Stargate. You know, e- even using mm-hmm. the the Ra imagery. You know. Right.
1: And like you know, like I mentioned before, with these um, with these vimanas, not only were they flying palaces, but some of them had really advanced technology and it would also appear advanced weaponry. Mm-hmm. And one of these I found, I found this in the uh, Drona Parva, which is the seventh book of the Mahabharata, describes the powers of these Vimanas. In the story, it talks about the warrior Drona, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this correctly, in the Kurukshetra war. This guy is tasked with bringing certain areas of India into the fold. Like, you're going to do what we say, or you're going to taste the real power of the gods and the Vamanas. Well, in, one, in this story, Drona levels a city with what is described as, let me find it here, um, it, it's described as a single projectile charged with all the power of the universe and it just completely lays out like lays out this city. Now you like myself, you're Gen X just like myself and we kind of grew up with this fear back in the back in the Cold War back in the 80s that any moment, uh, the United States government and the Soviet War were going to, you know, do the El Duke Arena and start lobbying nuclear
2: missiles right. at each other. Did you fear that? I know I. Didn't. Oh, absolutely. I still do. I still. Oh, yeah. do. yeah. I mean, that could happen. Yeah. You know, and the and the the scary part about a nuke is the the uh, the impact of it. Even even if you intercept it, which we would, you know, mm-hmm. we would know once it was airborne, it is still going to cause a great deal of uh, devastation and harms, So that's that's always on the back of my mind. When I hear war, it's like, God, all it's going to take is some psycho to just say, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Boop, push the button, you know? So let's talk about this
1: devastation concerning uh, Drona's Vimana. So here's what we have, and it's very, very detailed. Okay, this this single projectile that had the power of the universe – it was able to destroy cities in flames um it was able to melt armor and boils human flesh like it turns in it turns into like these uh these unbelievable burns on your body that actually makes your flesh boil and it goes on to say in the mahabharata that the corpses were burned as to be unrecognizable hair and nails fell out and birds fell from the sky and turned white what does that sound like to you
2: right right well it could be the death star
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that now that just that just completely destroys everything but I don't know to me and it's
2: very chilling
1: this sounds like a nuclear
2: war. Oh yeah, similar technology for sure or similar effect, you know, there's no denying that. And people always thought that I'm like, okay, well,
1: this is just, you know, again, it's an allegory, this didn't really happen, but there may actually be physical proof that a nuclear war happened not just a few years ago in India but 8 to 12,000 years ago.
2: Well, you so, know, they still don't oh, yeah, know. For, they still don't know for sure with a 100% certainty what wiped out the dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, but with with this, I mean, this was like there were actual people living at this time that mm-hmm. witnessed this. And there is an ancient city that was recently discovered in Rajasthan just west of Jodhpur. And this archaeologists have discovered that it shows signs of being leveled by a nuclear blast. Um, there are high levels of radiation, which is you know higher than you know just background radiation, you know, naturally occurring radiation that happens in some places, um, a high amount of birth defects. And I'm not, you know just talking you know, a, a kid being born with polydactylism. I'm talking like, serious birth defects um, and cancer. So people living in this town in Rajasthan near Jodhpur, they're still showing signs of a possible nuclear exchange that happened um,
2: eight to 12 millennia ago. It's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. You know, it's people just, especially this day and age, they, they, they don't really dig. They don't really look into history. And and when you do, it, it, it's like I, I said earlier in the first segment, you know, after starting to study India mm-hmm. the past couple days, it's like I've just become captivated. It's like even after this episode's over, there are things that I have bookmarked that I'm going to go back and read more on because this is some really interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. And you know, we're in, in, seriously, like I said, like I said before, archaeologists are are finding out every single day that India, in, their culture and beliefs and people, is far older than what was previously thought.
2: I agree. Well, with that being said, Rick, yes, let's take a uh, quick break. As you guys, as- if you're just now tuning in, or, or whatever your reason. Um, we have got a super splendid India-based show today, and we also have an awesome ghost story from none other than William Duvall of Alice in Chains. How freaking cool is that? That is the coolest thing in the world. It's You know, it's probably because you know, my reputation with being the sexiest ghost hunter. It's probably what brought us together. You know, that's probably what brought us together. And I do want to apologize to the people who are used to watching our show. I know you're going to miss out on that. But, see, now I have an excuse just to get fat. (laughs) It, It doesn't matter. My voice doesn't get fat. But when we come back, Rick, we're going to talk about these areas in India that are defying gravity. Yes, defying gravity. Sounds good. With no real scientific explanation. I'm super excited. And then I'm going to throw at you, and we'll discuss each one briefly, I guess, the top three phenomena of India. This is Lancaster's top three. What I, what I just was like, whoa, this is awesome. I want to see this stuff. Okay? Okay. So, guys, you're hanging out with Rick and Steven here at Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, Special India Edition. We will be right back.
3: Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal
1: Talk?
0: Leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, GeoSavan, or wherever you enjoy the show. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive.
3: Alive. She is alive.
2: Welcome back, my friends, to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Rick Hale hailing from the Chicago area, Chicago. Just got back from the chills. (laughs) And me hailing from the south of our great country. They call me the mouth from the south, Rick. But with that being said, how about these magnetic areas? Now, let me tell you about this, Rick. Okay. Okay. This is like, these these are like tourist destinations, literally. Like, people go to experience this. Okay, this is a natural, or what's being called a natural phenomenon. Okay, we know how gravity works. I don't think we have to explain that to our listeners. At least I hope not. You know, we, yeah. we, we live it every day. You know, you, you drop a ball or let go of something, it's going to fall. That's what gravity does. Mm-hmm. However, Rick, at this majestic destination, objects go the other direction. Oh, oh,
1: oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. but you know, there's, there's places like all over the, all over the world that have this just north of us in, um, Wisconsin Dells. They used to have a wonder spot where, you know, physics just did not seem to apply.
3: Well,
2: this is, is just incredible to me. You know, it's kind of like normally when you take a pee, it goes right in the toilet. But this is like peeing with a boner. It goes up. Okay? <laughs> so. Brought to you by your friends at the Shadow Initiative <laughs> Paranormal Talk. So, uh, basically, man, people take their vehicles. Okay? This is what you're supposed to do when you go there. You take your vehicle, and you know how much a vehicle weighs. Right. And you know what a vehicle is made of. Okay? Okay. So, there are three different spots that will do this in India. Scientists are skeptical about it, but they have no credible conclusion as to why this happens. Okay? Okay. So, you pull your vehicle up to this area and put it in neutral. And your car, this is like uh, obviously going, the the road's going up. Okay? Mm -hmm. An incline. It starts going up. Okay, the engine turned off, just in neutral, like it's being pulled. So So, yeah, being yeah, it's being pulled against gravity, or pushed, or pushed. Right. Okay. Yeah. If you want to use some kind of magnetism, uh, opposite polarity kind of theory, Um, but scientists have no real explanation for it, other than they believe it's just an optical illusion,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and you're actually going down. So they believe it's it's an illusion that's confusing your mind. However, so be, because, as, because as you know, Rick, I mean, and most people that listen to us now know at this point, I'm smarter than most scientists. I mean, oh, yeah, that should go without saying. Yes, absolutely. Okay. At least we're on the same page. So here's what I challenge my Indian friends to do. That's just like oozing with sarcasm. But proceed. Because I'm sure these areas to them are a lot like the Statue of Liberty to us. Everybody knows about it. Okay. So, my challenge to our friends here in India and let us know how this experiment goes. This is how you can prove or disprove this phenomenon. And email us at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com, especially if you film it filming it would be great we would love to see it because obviously we can't fly over there and do this take your vehicle to this spot and set a cup of water up on the dash put your vehicle in neutral and if the water starts tipping back towards you you are going up if the water starts tipping away from you you are going down now Rick, why can't our scientists just fucking figure that out? <laughs> I mean, come on. As soon as I read it I thought, well that's how I would test it. A cup oh, yeah, of water. Absolutely. A cup of water. You
1: know there, there's there's something interesting that I that I I, I want to consider about about these places. You know, are there are there high levels of um of infrasound or are there, you know, high levels of um the electro, of, of electromagnetic field, of EMFs, that, you know, because you talk about how it plays with people's minds. And, you know, as, you know, paranormal 101, man, is like high levels of both of those things can really, you know, mess with people, especially if they're uh, exposed to them for,
2: way, for too long. I, I agree. A, and I, I think, I can't remember if we talked about it in the early segment or not, but that was the direction I was going. I, I started... Researching the geology of those areas, you Mm -hmm. know what's what's the natural electro Earth electromagnetic field going on there? You know what is happening because this is also the source of paranormal phenomena. We know this. We know it's all energy based. So, our friends in India, check it out. Let us know if you've done this. If you've got a video of it, we would love to talk about it on a future show. If you disproved it, if you proved it, let us know. But with that being said, Rick, yes. let's move to, my personal opinion, Shadow Initiatives' Top 3 Strange Phenomena of India. Now, Rick, after after this show, I want you to go look these up. Because, oh, you know I will. Because it's I want to go there. Okay? Okay. The number three, we're going to go backwards. This is a countdown. Okay. Okay. The number three, and this this has been happening for hundreds of years, okay, in the same place annually. So, it's like clockwork, man. You can predict it. Every year. Every year. Mass bird suicide.
1: Yes. You know, dude, I was just reading that right yes. right before I had to go uh, pick up some prescriptions that, yeah, mass bird suicide it, it, ev- every year. It's kind of like the lemmings jumping off cliffs. But,
2: yeah. Yeah. So it's like they, uh, they, they say this happens in a village called Jatinga or Detention. D- J- I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's in a Psalm or a Sam. I'm not sure how you say that. But this happens annually. Now, scientists have said that they believe there's something happening in the air that's disorienting. It could be chemical. Um, it could be electrical. Um, mm-hmm. That's just confusing them and causing them to fly in the buildings and fly headfirst into the ground. Or, you know, what? whatever. Um, but right. nothing that's entirely been proven. That's just a theory. So, that's interesting because... I have dealt with cases here in the United States where birds, com, you know, in a kamikaze fashion, flying directly into houses and killing themselves.
1: It happens all the time here. At, here at our house, we—I mean, not not a day goes by where there isn't four or five birds that
2: slam right into the side of our
1: house or in a window.
2: You know, it's so. Anyways, so number two, and this one I really want to see. Okay. This okay. is referred to as Aliya and Cherbati or Cherbati. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but Cherbati, yeah. Okay, the, these this roughly translates into spook lights or ghost lights. You know, we mm-hmm. have that phenomena in in this country, you know, every little area has got world. the the you know, the ghost train light or, or the uh what what are the mountain lights here in North Carolina? You know what I'm talking about? Brown Mountain Lights. Um, yes, the Brown Mountain Lights. So, anyways, when you look at these pictures, Rick, this literally looks like something out of Avatar. Okay? okay. It is gorgeous, man. This this phenomena is known as Aleya, A-L-E-Y-A, and this happens in West Bengal and Chirbati, in Gujarat. Okay, sorry, guys. Gujarat, yeah. Um, the world recognizes this those terms as spook lights, ghost lights, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this happens over water in this one specific area. It's it's a, a fishing community. Okay? okay. So fishermen are always reporting these. So they're just like hovering over the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like just picture sprites or something, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, But it seems like any time that they are seen fishermen die like they either throw themselves overboard or have a heart attack or they uh-huh. get get disoriented and lost and never come back and it's what they say the the legend says that they they become like hypnotized like these lights just control them and disorient them very very interesting
1: See now, I remember read now. Now that we're talking about this, I remember reading about this in um, in National Geographic. I've been a subscriber of National Geographic practically my entire life.
2: That's actually the website I got this from.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I remember reading about this, and um, they they've actually covered this a few times. And one time that I remember reading about it was years ago, and they said that it's some kind of um, um, gas. Mm-hmm. That gets released from the ocean and then comes up and ignites as soon as it meets air. And the reason that this is causing the um, uh, disorientation with fishermen or anybody that's around it is because it's toxic to humans. Mm-hmm. That's. So, I mean, to me, that sounds like a very reasonable explanation. Yes,
2: entirely plausible. As a matter of fact, the more research I did on it. You know, some people were, were going more towards the superstitious. Other people yeah. were leaning towards, you know, things like you just said. But this this number one, and the reason I made it number one, Rick, is because it, it relates to one of our older episodes. Now, okay. n- now our friend's sitting at home or driving in the vehicle or whatever. Um, we did an episode on this strange gelatinous substance <laughs> that fell mm-hmm. from the sky. You remember this, Rick?
3: Oh, the killer yeah, did. jello killer Kill, jello
2: yeah. so you guys killer look, gelatinous cube yes look look back through our podcast it's in the description just look for the episode with the killer jello and how the government was explaining it as a bomb that went off and blew up squid <laughs> and mm-hmm. shot squid everywhere well the number one strange phenomena in india hey, squid's delicious man but yeah oh ahead. yeah absolutely uh calamari but mm-hmm. uh is red rain Oh, yeah, I've heard of this as well. Red Rain, okay? Yeah. The first time it was actually documented as happening was about the mid 80s. I think they said 1986. Um, their government, because as, as we all know, governments are best known for their scientific value, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, their government claims that when this happens, because it, it happens and it happens for days at a time, dude. It's not yes. just like a sprinkle and it's over. This rains red for days, mm-hmm. so the government, in order to prevent panic, whatever, what, what have you, um, they said it's airborne algae. Okay, <laughs> which airborne I, algae? I. It could be, I guess. Yeah, I'm but, sure. But where where are the scientists? That are scooping up samples and saying, yes, Mm -hmm. that is exactly what it is. It's airborne algae. Mm -hmm. But there's nobody confirming this. Right. It's just like with anything mysterious that happens. They're
1: afraid of admitting that, you know, we don't understand what's going on, so we're going to say it's X, Y, Z. And this is a perfect example
2: of that. Right. So, yeah, really interesting stuff, man. I really, really want to go to India so to to our fans, our friends out there in India, if you guys want to start like a Kickstarter page or something, <laughs> to, you know, to get me and Rick to India and we'll do a live podcast from there. And we'll go to these locations, man, if we survive. So, who knows? I'm just throwing it oh. out there.
1: Yeah, I would I would I would uh I would kill to go to to the Bangar ruins.
2: I do want to just say we would not actually kill <laughs> Well, no. well uh, you know, okay, maybe. Uh, all right, yeah. I mean it depends. Yeah. Do they really deserve it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, just just send us towards a rapist or something and it, it's over. But yeah. with that being said, Rick, let's take a break. Yeah. When we come back, I know you have a wicked Ghost Watch on deck. And it's about Vanguard Ruins. Exactly. See that segue? Man, it's it's like it was meant to be. So we're gonna come yes. back with Ghost Watch. And after Ghost Watch, we are going to call the Paranormal Company to see if we can get help with our haunting, Rick. And following that, we've got the great William Duval, lead singer of Alice in Chains, is going to share his ghost story with us. So you guys
0: stick around. This week on Shadow Initiative's Paranormal Amp.
3: It's William Duval of Alice in Chains.
0: William Duval of Alice in Chains shares his personal ghost story.
2: Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Leave the hosts a review and your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, JayaSav, or wherever you enjoy the show.
0: We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster.
1: The problem facing paranormal researchers and investigators is how to weed out the legends from the facts surrounding reports of paranormal activity i think this is why skeptics jump out of the shadows yelling foul because they feel there is no truth to a legend or a myth however the government of the state of rajasthan in india believe a legend so greatly and with such respect that they have placed signs that read entering the borders of bangar the before sunrise and after sunset is strictly prohibited. Is it because Bangar ruins is such a dangerous area for rock slides and sinkholes? Perhaps, but there are other reasons the wounds of this once thriving 17th century city is closed down. The government and those that live around this quiet, tranquil spot believe it to be under a centuries old curse and haunted by the spirits of the angry dead and evil spirits bent on destroying all who entered at night. The city of Beringal was founded in the middle 16th century by a nobleman and his sons, who after discovering that the land was rich in soil, went about building one of the most beautiful cities India and Vishnu had ever seen. It wouldn't be for another 100 years when the city fell under a violent curse that a legend was born that scares away all from this city. Princess Radawadi was considered to be one of the most beautiful and desired women in all the land. And now that she was turning 18, it was time for her to take a husband and provide an heir to the throne. Day and night men came from the countryside, some nobility, some wealthy, seeking this beautiful woman's hand for matrimony. But one man, a magician, dabbled in black magic, Sinjia had his eye on the young princess as well, and would go to any extent to gain her acceptance and love. Basically, Sinjia was nothing more than a crazy stalker who would get what he wanted through the use of tantric magic. One day, as the princess's maids was out shopping for a bottle of perfumed oil for their mistress, Sinjia stood nearby and hatched a brilliant plan. Whatever oil the maid bought, he would put a spell upon it that would make the princess come directly to him and love him forever without reservation. The only problem was, with his plan, the princess watched as the black magician went about his spell casting. When the maid returned home with the oil, Princess Rattawadi threw the expensive oil out her window and the oil landed on a rock. For a time, Sinjia watched and waited for his beloved to come running straight into his arms. Instead, what he got was a giant oil-covered boulder that chased him around the city until it crushed him to death. Before Sinjia breathed his last breath, he cursed the city and shouted, All will die and never be reborn, for the city shall be destroyed. A year after the sinister wizard's death by hard rock, Love a war (laughs) by hard rock love, a war broke out between the city of Bangar and its neighbor, Ajibgar. The city was razed to the ground and all were killed, including the princess and her family. Sinja had his vengeance. If you're not familiar with Hindu belief, the belief in the cycle of birth, death and rebirth is central to its beliefs concerning the afterlife. If there is any truth to the curse of Sinja, This could explain why the thousands of angry souls from Vanguard's past still haunt the ruins. Vanguard ruins may be taboo at night. However, during the day, hundreds do visit this historic site and many have reported strange paranormal occurrences. Visitors have claimed that as they enter the once thriving city, they are overcome with a sense of overwhelming dread and doom. Others who have visited the city have claimed to witness wispy black shapes starting in and out of ruined temples and homes. Others have heard the voices of the dead screaming and the sounds of warfare all around them. If tourists who come to the ruins during the day report such activity, what might take place at night? The government of Rajasthan state is so convinced that the ruins are home for thousands of lost souls they keep their offices approximately one mile away from the border. No one is ever allowed in the ruins at night. Any trespassing ghost hunter will be dealt with harshly if he or she is lucky. I'm Rick Hale, and this was ghost hunting.
2: Man. See, Rick, we, we've got a, a shadow initiative bucket list. <laughs> yeah, we do. You know what? Actually, that was taken from my book. The
1: Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual, Poltergeist, Ghosts, and Demons. And that was also part of my paranormal bucket list that I wrote probably 10 years ago on Facebook.
2: That is awesome, man. That is awesome.
1: And that's not the only place that's haunted. I mean, there's there are, um, there are dozens of more haunted places, um, such as Kuldahara Village, Again, in Rajasthan, like a lot of weird stuff happens in Rajasthan. Dow Hill in Kursung, West Bengal. Uh, Dumas Beach in, in Gujarat. And Jatinga in Assam. These are all places where apparitions are seen regularly. And people have claimed to have been
2: attacked, or at the very least, you know, terrified by these apparitions. I tell you, man, some of the most convincing and, you know, use the word terrifying uh, videos of alleged paranormal encounters that I have seen have come from Asia.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, Asian countries have a
1: have a lot of folklore and a lot of myths concerning the spirit world. And it's very, very real to them. It's it's very much a part of their life and as well as their culture.
2: Well, that's why, Rick, when, when when you're experiencing something and you're worried about it, you're concerned for your safety, who are you going to call?
1: Uh, Steven and Rick?
2: Well, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> <And> I think <laughs> That would be, be a start. I think it would be much better than this guy, Jay Alani. I think that's how you say his name, Jay Alani. Now, I don't okay. know the guy personally. He could be Mm -hmm. a stand-up, awesome guy. This isn't a personal attack on him. Um, I just don't like or approve of what he's doing. Okay, on one hand, he's trying to help people who could be experiencing a haunting. On the other hand, he's doing it in a very biased fashion. Okay, so what, what Jay Alani's attempting to do here is he, he's created a hotline. He calls it the Parano- the Paranormal Company. It's like a 1-900 number? And, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it's to spread awareness against superstitions.
1: Now, are we talking like against superstitions or are we talking about, you know, like paranormal phenomena? All of it. Like this is all of it. All okay. Of
2: it. Okay, so... He's taking calls on possessions, witches, people wanting to speak to the dead. You know, your your, your average bumps and knocks and all that stuff, um, hearing voices. Um, but the the way he goes about it is he he's not trying to help them deal with what they're you know what's happening. He's trying to convince them it's not actually happening. So he's the typical cynical, closed-minded, skeptic type. Right. So where I have to ask is, okay, you can't... Any paranormal investigator in their right mind can knows that you... They wouldn't even think like this. You can't solve a case over the phone. Correct. You have to investigate these claims. Investigate if, if Mr. Whoever calls the paranormal helpline and says hey, you know, my children are being attacked, or, or I believe my, my child is uh, possessed, this guy is saying, no, that's not true. Um, this is what's going on. This is what's going on in your life that's making you think that. It's just behavior problems. And instead, mm-hmm. this could be really happening. And then these people will think, okay, nothing's going on, and then it gets worse, you right. know. Where you know, I'm sure, probably ninety percent of the time, it is something that can be explained away. But the only yeah. way you can do that is to be there and investigate it. You can't do it over the phone.
1: Well, oh, yeah, I mean, and, and and that's like you know, um, with uh, with guys like the, as I like to call him, the not so amazing Randy. Um, he's been known to just sort of walk into a place and say not haunted, and then walk out.
2: Right. Right. Same
1: with Joe. It's like they go into these places and they're like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, although you're the one experiencing it. I'm the one who knows what I'm I'm talking about.
2: Right. You know, some some assholes going to say to me, you didn't see a ghost. Well, dude, if I said I saw a ghost, that is what I saw. Right. (laughs) Or I believe to have seen, you know, you're not going to tell me it's not true. I mean, it's kind of arrogance and ignorance kind of all wrapped up into one. I mean, he's especially he, arrogance, right? To believe that you can crush somebody's beliefs or debunk the haunting. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. You can't do that over the phone. And mm-hmm. I, I hate the fact that he's calling it a paranormal hot helpline. Okay. It's not a helpline. It, it's, it's, it seems to be a, a venue for him to push his own agenda, which is telling callers There is no such thing as ghosts, which you and I know, Rick is a lie.
1: No, there is absolutely, I mean, the, the, the things that I, n- nobody can come to me and say, you didn't see Mrs. McNett when you were eight years old, or you didn't see that woman materialize right in front of, like 10 feet in front of you in that house in uh, Waukegan, Illinois. Nobody can tell me that, because I know what I saw, and it's not that I believed that I saw it, no, I trust my eyes, and I trust my senses, and know what I saw.
2: So, I mean, it, it, it's like no different than us walking into India to tell everybody that ghosts don't exist when they know damn well that ghosts do the good, the bad, the evil, the benign. It's all there. You right. know, that, that's just so overzealous to me and, and arrogant. I mean, it, it's just crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
2: okay, this guy, Jay Alani, does it. He gets over a thousand calls a week, Rick. Okay. A thousand, a thousand calls, calls a week. So what we're going to try to do here today is call this hotline. Does Does he speak English? I don't know. Okay, we're about to find <laughs> we out. We are going to find out. Let's see what happens. Oh, intriguing. Oh. Can you hear it all right? Yeah. wonder what time it is in India. Let's see. Time Hello. Uh, yes, is this the Paranormal Helpline?
1: Yes. I... Can you hear me? Hello?
2: Can you hear yeah, me okay? So this is the Paranormal Helpline? Hello? Hello,
0: yes, I can hear you.
2: Okay, fantastic. Um... Hey, this is uh, Stephen Lancaster. I'm a paranormal author from the United States. How are you? I am good, sir. How are you? Good, good. We were just doing our podcast on the paranormal in India. We were covering a whole show on India, and we came across your phone number and wanted to call you so where maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you do with your, your helpline. Yes, why
1: not? We can schedule a podcast.
2: Yes. Would you, would you be open to come on our show in the future?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I would love to.
2: Okay, fantastic. Look, you got something to write with? Yeah, I'm sorry? Do, do you have something to write with?
1: Um, no, I mean, uh, you can share the details with me, the time, the schedule, and I'll join the link and,
2: yeah, we can do it okay i tell you what i will contact you over the internet i'll send okay. you i'll send you a message and we'll set up a time to have you on our show
0: yes absolutely
1: i would love to what's your good
2: name by the way uh, my name is Stephen lancaster and my co-host is rick hale hello and right. our podcast is shadow initiative paranormal talk
1: Shadow Initiative for Paranormal Talks. I would. I'm uh, Yeah, uh, great. That
2: sounds good, and I would love to join it. This is my WhatsApp number as well. You can share the links over it. Okay. And, um, you can schedule it, and then we can, uh, we can do it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I look, I look forward to talking with you, and I will reach out to you today in an email, okay? Yeah, not a problem. All right, you have a great day.
1: Yeah, you too, sir.
2: All right, bye-bye. Well, how about
1: that, Rick? Well, how about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 actually, I thought that was going to go into a much different direction. I thought we were going to, you know, maybe grill him a little bit on the services that he provides. But, you know, hey, man, we'll turn it into a whole show if we have to.
2: Hey, you know, I, I thought about that, you know, but mm-hmm. you and I are fair people. We are. And, and we're going off of what is being said on the Internet. And I mean, cool. this guy's got a five-star rating. He's based out of Delhi. Delhi. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Indian Paranormal Research Organization. Okay. And I mean, the guy answered. He a strange phone call from the United States. He picked up. So, yeah, I'm. I'm actually surprised by that. You know, I've got his website here. It's jalani.com. dot com. I'll be reaching out to him today, Rick, see when we can get him on the show. And I'm, I'm sure our, our fans there in India are going to love this. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring on a paranormal investigator from India.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's great because, you know what, like I, I was thinking before the show, not only do we want to bring you what's what we got going on here in the West, you know, in the United States or the United Kingdom, we, we want to bring you the world. And that's what
2: we're doing here at the Shadow Initiative. I'm excited, you know. And I, you know, I'll even tell him when we when we bring him on. Like, look, we were kind of, well, we weren't kind of. We were talking down about this idea, you know. But mm-hmm. we're we're going to give him the opportunity to maybe there's more to it, you know. We we've got to be fair about it, right? No, we do got to be fair. So that's cool. That that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Shadow initiative. So, hey, um, how about
1: we take a break? And uh, when we come back. We hear, we hear William Duvall's
2: ghost story. Yes, let's do that. And then we'll talk about it. So you guys, William Duvall of Alice in Chains, when we come back.
3: Are you a fan of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Leave the hosts a review and
0: your thoughts on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Ghana, GeoSavan, or wherever you enjoy the show. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. To contact the hosts, visit www.shadowinitiativetv.com or email them at shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive. Alive. Is alive. This week on Shadow Initiative's Paranormal Amp.
3: It's William Duvall of Allison Chains.
0: William Duval of Alice in Chains shares his personal ghost story.
2: On this episode of Paranormal Amped, we welcome William Duval of Alice in Chains, a man who has breathed new life into one of my favorite bands. So with that being said,
3: do you have a ghost story? Steven, thank you for the kind words about me breathing new life into the band. Um, and I've definitely had some, some, some uh, encounters that are, that are um, not easily explained, I guess. Um, I don't know if this one counts as a ghost story per se, but um, right after my grandfather died, or shortly after he died, I was 15 when he passed, and um, we went to the funeral. And the funeral was in Washington, D.C., where I'm originally from. Uh, my my hometown, um, but by then, my family had moved to Atlanta, so we went from Atlanta to Washington for the funeral, came back to Atlanta, and uh, the night we got back, um, I was you know brushing my teeth, you know, getting ready for bed, um, tired after a long journey, and man, it was the strangest thing. I suddenly got this breeze that came through the the little Jack and Jill bathroom that I was in in my in my parents house Which is really strange because there was no place for the breeze To come from it's not like there was a window open or anything. This was a bathroom within a room sort of an ensuite um, so What was also interesting was the breeze uh Basically, contained the scent of my grandfather's cologne. He had a he was a he was a real um, connoisseur of cologne, if you will. He he loved he had a, you know he had his different fragrances, but there was this one that he really favored. And uh, and when that when that little breeze came through, it was it was that scent that just permeated the the room, and it was such a clear feeling that his presence was there and, uh, I'll never forget it. It was, it was really a very powerful moment. Um, so perhaps that qualifies.
0: Stay tuned for more great musicians sharing their ghost stories on shadow initiatives, paranormal. Amped.
2: All right, my friends, welcome back to just an awesome, awesome episode today. You know, the, the, we had some spont- spontaneity, some great conversation about the haunts of India, just the bizarre phenomena, and just the wonders of India today, Rick. I, I, just fantastic. Yeah. I appreciated all of the stories you shared, um, I, and I just, I want to research more. We we just booked a guest live mm-hmm. on our podcast. That's a first, man. You know, we, we called India today. He's 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 probably
1: looking us up as we speak, and he will not be answering our. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he's been Oh wait, I know him, the sexiest paranormal guy. I knew. Oh okay. Self-proclaimed. And oh, what? Well, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But you guys, you just heard an awesome, awesome testimonial from none other than William Duvall of Allison Chains. Um, if you guys have been following our podcast, we kind of hinted around for. Months now about doing a new segment called Paranormal Amped, where we bring on musician friends to talk about their ghost story. And you know, William is—he's from my neck of the woods. You know, we we both grew up in Maryland, and right. uh, it's—he's so articulate and so well spoken. He's an intelligent guy, super talented. You know, I loved his story. This this wasn't your your stereotypical heavy metal, all drunk and party and ghost story. You know, this was just a wonderful story. What, what did you think about it, Rick?
1: Well, first off, you know, I just want to say I love Alice and Chains. Loved them when I was in high school. Um, you know, I, I'd have to say if I had to choose between Nirvana and Alice and Chains, it's going to be Alice and Chains every single time because their music was was darker, louder, heavier than Nirvana. You know, and, and their their original lead singer, probably one of the greatest frontmen of all time, and it was it was so sad when he died of a, of a drug overdose. But that was actually kind of common with a lot of these, you mm-hmm. know, grunge rock kind of dudes from from the early '90s. Um, but listening to his story is like, you know, whenever whenever somebody says, "Oh, you know, I have a haunting," or they think of a haunting, they're always like, you know this evil apparition that's out to destroy their family and destroy their souls. But that's rare. That's extraordinarily rare. And what he described is, you know, the phantom smell Mm -hmm. of his, um, grandfather's cologne. Mm -hmm. That is actually one of the most common forms of a haunting, the phantom smell.
2: And what I really liked about it is I think it was last show we were talking about this or maybe the show before. I don't remember. Um, where, you know, smells are common. I should word it as they're, they're commonly um, believed to be something haunted when really it's just something natural. But in his, you know, like here at the house, like you were saying at, at your house, you often mm-hmm. smell cigarette smoke because the previous owners were smokers. Right. But this is different in William's case. He went to the funeral, but when he came back to his own house... He smelled it.
1: And that just should not happen. Not no. unless his grandfather ran around the house constantly dousing, you know, wooden walls and paint or whatever with
2: with that smell. That should not happen. Well, uh, my takeaway was his grandfather never came to Atlanta. So he would go mm-hmm. visit his grandfather in the D.C. Baltimore area. You know, so his grandfather was never even ever there. Right. But he gets home from the funeral... 500 miles away and probably further than that and, um, smells his grandfather.
1: And then that, and the, those kind of things, that is a one shot thing. Mm-hmm. That is just somebody, you know, one of your, one of your dearly departed relatives or friends coming back to say, Hey, you know what? I'm okay. You're going to be okay. And then taking off to wherever, souls go you know the great beyond or their next incarnation
2: yeah I, I, I just think it's cool because you know he's such a down to earth guy and uh, to, mm-hmm. to um, even respond back to me <laughs> you know when, when, I, when I reached out to him months and months ago Rick and I have been planning this for months guys yeah um, we've got more paranormal amped uh, segments coming up in the future and one is with Brittany from Vixen uh, God. Uh, dude.
1: Yep. Thirteen <laughs> year old Rick loved Vixen.
2: Forty-three <laughs> year old Steven still does.
1: <laughs> as well as as well as Joan Jett, man.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you get Joan Jett on the show, I will love you forever, dude. But I tell you, man, Allison Chains made me cry t- three times. One when Lane died because he was such a unique singer. He had one of those yes. voices you knew it was him. Um, The second time was when, you know, I saw them live with Lane, but then Alice and Chains regrouped with William and I I saw them at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach. So I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is going to be the first time checking out the the newly invented Alice and Chains. And, you know, I got balcony seats, so I I wasn't worried about anything. I could just sit there and enjoy the show. And they brought tears to my eyes when they just started because I was skeptical. I was skeptical, you know? Like, oh, sure, of you know, And it's just... It's given me chills all over again. I was like, wow, this is the band. Like, they, they just went up 10 notches. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings... William brings so much more. And I'm not downplaying Lane at all. It's just he right. brings a different element to it. And that's why they're still successful. The third time they made me cry was when I bought that new album with William singing. And you mm-hmm. really... For those of you out there who like Alice in Chains that haven't given the new material a chance, you've got to. Just look at it on YouTube because you will come to realize where the Alice in Chains sounds comes from. And it comes from Jerry Cantrell. Like you would close your eyes and listen to this and think Lane is right there. But that's a mm-hmm. misconception that Lane was the sound of Alice in Chains when really it was those harmonies of, of Cantrell's. Because when he does it with William... Dude, you're you're gonna do a double take, thinking you're hearing Lane, because people believe that sound came from Lane. Yeah, yeah kind of like kind of like big, the Lennon McCartney bad. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Lennon Lennon was the uh, was the real talent. Well, actually, you know what? No, 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 he wasn't. It was definitely Ringo.
2: <laughs> At least you didn't say Yoko. That would be a Yoko <laughs> no no.
1: Oh yeah, that would probably end this show No, 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 those words would never Proceed from my mouth, I can promise you that
2: Yeah, it's like saying Zach Baggins um, I need to brush my Ew. teeth now
1: Yeah yeah, I Need to gargle
2: with some whiskey or something but, Hey man, great show This is just, you know for, for Rick and I, you guys think we're we're blowing smoke Up your ass, we're not This is Dude. the kind of stuff that Rick and I live for What real paranormal Researchers live for you know, to to there there is no end game. You're not going to run out of information, and in discovering this this material from India, and, and it's honestly thanks to you guys, you listeners out there.
1: Yeah, you know, thank it's you, to to India. You.
2: you. know, we 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 look at our podcast analytics, and bam, India's hammering us, man, loving it, and we're like, whoa, let's look into this. You know, and it's just been a good good thing all around.
1: Well, you know i've I've always said, and I know that I've said it on on the show before, but I'm gonna say it again, you can tell a lot about a culture from its legends, uh unexplained phenomena, mythology folklore. you can learn a lot about who they are, where they come from, and even where they're going and that depth and, and if anything, that applies to India. Yes,
2: now, Rick, before we end this uh shenanigan here. Um, you have got. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get Jay Alani on the show. We're gonna have to mm-hmm. set up a time to get him on there. So we've got that coming in the future uh, for our friends there in India. And uh, you've got somebody lined up here real soon. Who, who do we got coming on? I do, uh, and we need to get him some dates.
1: But okay. ho- hopefully, he can do this very quickly. Um, you've never heard of him before, unless you're friends with him on Facebook or any other social media. He's not an author, he's not a writer, but you will be fascinated by him, and his name is Thomas Covenant.
2: I've seen and the re-
1: Yeah, and the reason you're going to be fascinated with Thomas is, is because he is a normal guy who is an expert in the occult, mm-hmm. as well as things like witchcraft. And um, you, you don't really get this on many paranormal shows because it is immediately branded as being something evil and of the devil and something too dark that is to be dealt with. And that's a huge, huge misconception when it comes to the occult. And we're going to be talking to Thomas about his experiences, experiences not only as a researcher in the occult, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll be talking about him about his experiences and his researching as an occultist. We're going to be learning about Gosha. and We're going to be learning about the Golden Dawn, and we're going to be learning about Ordo Templo Orientis and, and all of that, and maybe may even some Alistair
2: Crowley. And it's, it's going to be a great show. Oh, I'm excited, man. I You know, like, like we said at the beginning of the show, being able to offer more content um, to our listeners is just, I'm just ecstatic about it. You know, it, it kind of actually takes some stress off of us to to film and to do this that and And we can just concentrate on the content because that's ultimately from what we found out people want to hear they just want to just listen to us do what we do just yeah they don't necessarily want to look at us well I mean I understand (laughs) you know like I said I know there's gonna be some Uh, feelings you are you are the self-proclaimed world sexiest ghost hunter call it what you will Rick keep saying that that doesn't change it that that just doesn't change it. It doesn't change it that you said it. <laughs> it's like the internet. If it's on the internet, man, it's true. It must be true. It is true, man. And, and you, you, our friends out there in India, go ahead, chime in. Chime in. Look up pictures of me. That's Steven Spell with a PH, Stephen Lancaster. Just type in Stephen like, Lang- just type in Stephen Rick Paranormal, and you'll mm-hmm. find a bunch of stuff about us, and you'll find my... My, you, you will find this piece of artwork known as me <laughs> all
1: right oh hey you know there's something that I there's something that I wanted to uh, to go back to again um, if we have mispronounced um, any you know any any of these names in any of these places we ask that and, and if you are you know you found a lot of displeasure in that we ask that you send any and all uh, you know, mail or anything with any kind of displeasure to Terry Koenig. Do you want to say his
2: uh, email so people can send it to him? Yes, that is tkodenig at gmail.com. He is the guy that accepts all of our hate mail. Yeah. All so pra- please just send it to him. Yes. All praise goes to TV at gmail.com. And with that being said, guys, you know, we do this for you. You know, Rick and I could just talk to each other on the phone about this stuff, but we do this for you. And, you know, go to Amazon Music, go to Apple Music, iTunes, wherever, and and give us a review. Tell us what you like, you know, shoot us an email, say, you know, let us know what you want to hear about. Oh, you know what? We got that really great
1: review. And actually, I wanted to read that on air because I think it's, it really encapsulates what we're all about. So. I am going through my Facebook our first, our first real
2: review, Rick.
1: Okay, so this comes from Faye Walton here in the United States. And she says, anti-paranormal TV, count me in. And she goes on to say, who said you can't have fun while having serious discussions about the paranormal? It's raw, and they tackle everything under the sun, including the politics and the stuff that the shows won't tell you. It's a real good show that's authentic and informative in a way something like this should be. Definitely uncensored and uninhibited by the social norm. I just hope they stick to their guns and avoid selling out.
2: Yeah. Boom. Bam. That
1: is awesome. So, so Faye, we just want to say thank you for that amazing review. Yes, thank And you. we promise you, there will be no selling
2: out. No, none at all. And the only thing, Faye, I mean... I am a little disheartened. You didn't like talk more about me in your review, but Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Way to make it all about you, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) You narcissistic mother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So with that being said, guys, we're going to rock on out of here. Expect more shadow initiative, paranormal talking and join us on Facebook. Rick has just set us up a new Facebook page. What is that, Rick? Facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative?
1: Yeah, welcome to the initiative.
2: Yeah, and because we got a great group that's attached to it where we talk to paranormal. You know, we share all things paranormal, man. We'd love for you all to join it. Yep, everything. Everything from magic to ghosts and hauntings
1: to, to strange, bizarre creatures. Yes, Anything that you could imagine.
2: And if we get enough requests, because, you know for a while our email was blowing up about it if we get enough requests we'll go ahead and re-release that picture of rick in a speedo
1: (laughs) oh steven 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 revenge will be sweet it'll be a dish best served cold
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys look we're out of here thank you again and we will chat at you next time all right thanks for thanks for listening i almost said thanks for watching but thanks for listening hey i watched i watched you (laughs) Thanks everyone!